Hello, this is Peter Bergman, and welcome to another Radio Free Oz daily podcast that we like to call Everything You Know Is Wrong. And this one is for Wednesday, November 16th, 2011. It seems that the Republican gaffes are piling up. Oh, the Republicans tell us there's no free lunch, but they seem to be feasting daily on complimentary foot-in-mouth sandwiches. Michael Shear notes that despite a steady stream of gaffes, misstatements, puzzled looks, and long, awkward pauses, the Republican presidential candidates have turned the cringe-inducing moments to their advantage, asserting that they demonstrate an authenticity different from the slick professionalism of politicians in Washington playing on a very, very long-standing anti-intellectualism amongst the right. Hey, it's there in the left, too. The hippies weren't really fond of people who were too smart, but the Republicans are always suspicious of people with a college degree. They say, hey, if you're club-footed and dim-witted, you're better qualified to lead us in these difficult times than people who can speak well and put their sentences together. Hey, I don't want a brain surgeon that's board certified. I want some guy that just passed and can't get a job anywhere except in this clinic where I have to have the operation done. Enough said. But the embarrassing moments are piling up, and some veteran Republicans are beginning to wonder whether the cumulative effect weakens the party brand, especially in foreign policy and national security, where Republicans have typically dominated Democrats. Notes former Reagan chief of staff Ken Duberstein, it's an animal house. It's a food fight. Honestly, the Republican debates have become a reality show. People have to be perceived as being capable of governing this country, of being the leader of the free world. Well, Herman Cain, who up until recently, until he started grabbing women and thrusting their head down towards his private parts, was the leader of the pack, the man who can't get his thoughts together on Libya, doesn't know much about China, and is proud of the fact that he doesn't know the president of Uzbeki Becky Stan, Stan, Stan. Hey, this is the quality of the people the Republicans are thrusting in front of us. Not a pretty picture. Well, Kane's gone, and in his place, the wacky professor, Newt Redux. Newt has been rebooted. He is back. Well, Newt Gingrich made some pretty bold claims at last week's Republican debate when asked about a $300,000 consulting gig he took with Freddie Mac in 2006. It turns out, by the way, that it wasn't a $300,000 gig. It was a $1.2 million gig, and he's going to have to explain that because he is now experiencing the drip, drip, drip water torture of scrutinization now that he's the front runner. They always drug test the horse in the lead. Now, this is Gingrich. First off, he said he was merely there at Freddie Mac as an historian. Oh yeah, we pay $1.2 million to have Newt come in and give us the history of what? The mortgage industry? Second, he warned them that the subprime mortgage market was about to set off a financial collapse. Neither of those are true, according to former Freddie Mac officials. Well, if he did say that, why didn't he come forward and let the people know, the very people that have suffered from that bubble crash or bubble burst in 2008? He was too busy shopping at Tiffany's. Okay, he says, my advice as an historian 
when they walked in and said, we are now making loans to people that have no credit history and have no record of paying back anything, but that's what the government wants us to do, Gingrich said, hey, uh, at the time, he said, this is a bubble. This is insane. This is impossible. It turned out, unfortunately, that I was right. Bloomberg News spoke to a number of unnamed officials who worked with Gingrich at the housing giant and described his role as an ambassador to congressional Republicans sent to dissuade them from trying to dismantle Freddie Mac. As for whether Gingrich warned his bosses about an impending collapse, if Gingrich concluded that the company's business model was at risk and that the housing market was a bubble, as he said during the debate, he didn't share those concerns with Richard Siron, Freddie Mac's chief executive officer at the time, said a person familiar with the company's internal discussions. Government watchdogs say that contracts like Gingrich's are common among former politicians, allowing them to technically avoid registering as lobbyists while performing many similar functions. Newt Gingrich is delusional. He's not just sly. He's not just a liar. It's not like, oh, how am I going to explain to the public that I took $1.3 million from Freddie Mac, the very organization I want to destroy? Well, I wasn't a lobbyist. I was a historian. I have the greater view. I am Mr. Zeitgeist. He actually believes it. But you know something? It's going to be very hard for you to scrub that L, which has now been tattooed on your breast. I'm here at midnight at the Drone Alone Air Force Base in Mobius, Nevada, visiting their remote operations warfare room. What's your name, soldier? Corporal Punishment, sir. And your job? I'm on 7 to 7 graveyard duty checking out the video sent from the Predator hovering over Sector N in Jihadistan. Is that Afghanistan or Pakistan? I'm not sure, sir. From 20,000 feet, all stands look alike. And who are you looking for? Designated tourists, insurgents, rebels, and targets of rich opportunity, sir. All night with your eyes glued to that screen, you must have trouble staying awake. Negative, sir. I got my double six of hacker smack to keep me up and at them. Uh-oh, excuse me. Sergeant, I got a probable here. Details, Corporal. The groom could be Mullah Omar, except for age, weight, and height discrepancies, and he has both eyes. Don't take chances. Send him a gift. Roger that. Hellfire's away. Good work, soldier. Don't forget to thank Hacker Smack, sir. Oh, yeah. Looking for another bullseye. Hacker Smack is a government-approved caffeine and crystal meth-laced wake-up drink. A patriotic byproduct of Alzheimer's Brewery, Rehab, Colorado. You know, I honestly believe that the tide is turning <laughs> one tide at a time. It seems the majority of voters in Wisconsin want to recall Governor Walker. A new Wisconsin public state, St. Norbert College poll in Wisconsin finds that 58% think Governor Scott Walker should be recalled from office. That compares to just 47% who said in April that he should be recalled. This is probably a result both of the efforts that went forward to recall uh, two or three of their senators and also the drubbing that Kasich took. But I think Occupation Wall Street and the whole return of the look at the American Commonwealth has had something to do with this. 
Here are some key findings. The growth in support for a recall came surprisingly from Republicans. In the spring, only 7% of Republicans supported recalling Walker, but that grew to 24% in the fall. Support among Democrats held mainly steady at 88% in the spring and is now at 92%. Wow. Well, here's some good news. You aren't going to have trouble anymore getting Johnny or Jeannie to eat their vegetables because Congress says pizza is a vegetable. Congress put its own unique spin. Now, just a second. When we're talking about Congress, we're talking about the House of Representatives here. We're talking about them Tea Party freshmen who think pizza is a vegetable. Well, they put their unique spin on the food pyramid this week, declaring that tomato sauce on pizza still counts as a serving of vegetables in school lunches. Wasn't it the Reagan administration that designated ketchup as a vegetable? They're back. The decision, tacked onto an agriculture spending bill, squashes an almost year-long campaign by the Agriculture Department to make school lunches healthier. The campaign had argued that the volume of tomato sauce, and that the nutritional value, should be measured before it's mixed with water and spread on a slice of pizza. However, food companies lobbied Congress to the tune of $5.6 million to maintain the status quo. Well, if anybody asks you, what are corporations doing with the one and a half trillion dollars in cold, hard cash they're sitting on? And asking them, well, why don't you create jobs with it? No, they're busy out lobbying to keep ketchup or tomato sauce as a vegetable. Well, the rich are doing really well. You know that millionaires are receiving billions in taxpayer-funded support every year that helps them pay for everything from childcare to bad debts to boats and vacation homes, according to a report released Monday by Senator Tom Corburn. Tom Corburn is a right-wing Republican from Oklahoma, and he's upset. People who individually earned more than a million dollars in 2009 even managed to collect a total of nearly 21 million in unemployment insurance. Quote, from tax write-offs for gambling losses, they can write off their gambling losses, vacation homes and luxury yachts to subsidies for their ranches and estates, the government is subsidizing the lifestyles of the rich and famous, wrote Coburn, an Oklahoma Republican, in an accompanying letter. Multimillionaires are even receiving government checks for not working. This welfare for the well-off, costing billions of dollars a year, is being paid for with the taxes of the less fortunate. Hey! Are the Great Plains populace coming back? Calling the giveaways sheer Washington stupidity, Coburn detailed in the study more than $30 billion a year that comes out of the U.S. Treasury to aid people who make more than a million a year. Well, huh, I never thought that. Maybe you never thought that. But you know what? It proves once again, dear friends, that... Everything you know is wrong.